Welcome back to the Helio Hormones Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle, and this episode is part of my Friday chat series. So I know personally when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm hearing so much great information, but if I'm out walking or driving, which is typically what I'm doing when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm not really able to take it all in or remember it. These Friday chat episodes are meant to be short and sweet. I want you to feel like it's Friday morning. We just grabbed a matcha or coffee, whatever your thing is. The sun is shining and we're on a quick five, 10 minute walk before we start our day. So I'll be focusing on quick topics, answering common questions I get asked. So feel free to send some in over on Instagram and clearing up any misconceptions or confusions about PCOS and fertility. So I'm really excited to be able to connect with you all a little bit more each week. And I hope you find these episodes just as helpful as the longer format episodes that will continue to come out on Tuesdays. So let's get to the episode. Happy Friday and welcome back. On today's episode, I want to dive into what the Dutch test is, why I love using it with my patients, and how it can really impact my approach to treatment with my patients. If you've been listening to the podcast, I'm sure you've heard me mention the Dutch test at some point. Um, The name is kind of confusing because people hear the Dutch test, they think it is Dutch in some way, but really Dutch stands for Dried Urine Test of Comprehensive Hormones. And really, this is a urine test that you collect at home, and typically you collect it between days 19 and 21 of your cycle. Now, if you know when you're ovulating and you know you typically don't ovulate around day 14, then you'll aim to collect your test about six days after ovulation. And if you have really irregular or absent periods, you can really just collect at any time. Now, with my patients, typically, if we aren't sure when they're ovulating and we suspect that their ovulation may be earlier or later, I'll have them do ovulation predictor kit test first. We determine when they're ovulating, and then we'll collect Dutch after that. Now, I've found the Dutch test to be extremely useful. I've been using it now for probably about three years in practice. And I'd say about 90% of my one-on-one patients will complete the Dutch test and about 25% of my clients who go through the PCOS pregnancy protocol will choose to do it. There is an option once you're enrolled in the program to kind of like upgrade to VIP, which you get the Dutch test and a one-on-one call with me to review your results and go over specific individual recommendations. So I wanted to share what I look for on the Dutch test, really what it tells us and how the information gathered from the test can help guide PCOS treatment, especially when it comes to fertility. So first, the test looks at estrogen and progesterone levels. Both of these are going to be very important for fertility. Progesterone is what we know as the pregnancy hormone, and I often see this low with women with PCOS. Now, some women will have progesterone that is so low, almost non-existent, and this is a really good sign that they just aren't ovulating at all. While other women will have some progesterone, maybe it's in that low normal range, then we know that they are ovulating, but they're just not making enough progesterone to maintain a pregnancy and have a healthy pregnancy to full term. So with the first example, our focus will be on helping that patient start to ovulate. But with the second example, our goal would be to focus on increasing progesterone production. And we can do that through different foods, through supplements, depending on where they're at in their fertility journey and how low their progesterone is. We may even take a prescription progesterone. 
you know, both steps are important for getting pregnant with PCOS, both the ovulation and supporting progesterone, but it is really helpful to know what specifically we need to focus on with that particular patient. The test also looks at estrogen and more importantly, it looks at how is estrogen being broken down in the body. So women with PCOS can have either low or high estrogen levels, and both are going to impact fertility in different ways. So it's important not to just assume that you have high estrogen or assume you have low estrogen, because if you attempt to improve estrogen levels and you guess wrong, you could actually be making the problem worse. Now with estrogen, you know, if we have high estrogen, it's going to cause more inflammation in the body, more estrogen dominance, which can impact fertility. If we have really low estrogen, that can actually impact the lining of our uterus and cause it to be too thin. And when we have this thin uterine lining, the embryo, so the egg and the sperm can't quite implant. So the lining of the uterus is this nice kind of cushy home that's being built for the embryo to attach and make a home. And if we don't have enough estrogen, that lining is going to be really thin and that implantation is not going to happen. So by getting a look at where are your estrogen levels at, we know how we need to support you in order to support your fertility. Like I mentioned, it also looks at how is your body breaking down estrogen? When we break down estrogen, we can break it down a good pathway, or we can break it down a not so good pathway. And that not so good pathway can actually increase our risk of developing hormone sensitive cancers like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and uterine cancer. Now, a lot of this has to do with genetics, but it's helpful to see kind of what your body does at baseline, because there are certain things you can do through diet and supplements to help push your estrogen down that good pathway. So me personally, I know genetically my estrogen, when it gets broken down, it likes to go down that bad pathway. So for me, lifelong, I'm always going to be thinking about how can I neutralize that estrogen? How can I try and push it down the good pathway? This is helpful information to have, especially if you have any sort of family history of breast cancer, which I actually do not. So I was kind of surprised to see that come back, but really helpful for me to know. And it's something that I have seen consistently on every Dutch test that I've done. Now the Dutch test also measures androgen hormones. Androgens are what we think of as male hormones like testosterone, but they're important for female health as well. So they help us build muscle over storing fat. They help improve our libido and they are important for egg quality. Now, typically with PCOS, we expect to see some or even all of these androgen hormones be high, which can lead to those common PCOS symptoms like irregular periods, hair loss, facial hair growth, or acne. Now, I prefer the Dutch test because typically if you go to your OB, they're just going to measure testosterone and maybe DHEAS through a blood test. And these hormones are both androgen hormones. While the Dutch test actually looks at four different types of androgen hormones. So it's including hormones on the Dutch test that you wouldn't normally test for in a blood test. And I have had patients who had their testosterone and DHEAS come back normal on a blood test. You know, they go to their OB, they get this testing done. They're so confused because their levels come back normal, yet they have all these PCOS symptoms. And then when we run the Dutch test, those other androgen hormones come back high. So it explains why they're feeling the way they did. And it shows that, you know, that blood test isn't completely comprehensive. So especially if you're somebody who's had that blood test done and it's come back, you know, quote unquote normal, it's important to maybe consider more in-depth testing. And that is really going to impact how we treat and improve the PCOS and how we help women get pregnant. 
So those are what we consider to be our sex hormones, the estrogen, progesterone, androgen hormones. But the test also measures cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Cortisol is a hormone that fluctuates during the day. So ideally, if everything is working the way it should, cortisol should be highest in the morning. It helps to wake us up. And then it should lower throughout the rest of the day into the evening. Now, testing this hormone in a blood test really doesn't make sense because, okay, say you go into the lab today at 2 p.m. Yes, maybe your cortisol is where it's supposed to be at 2 p.m. today, but what is it doing at 8 a.m. or what is it doing at 8 p.m.? You know, it really doesn't give us the full picture of what is your cortisol doing throughout the rest of the day. Now, the Dutch test allows us to look at your cortisol throughout the entire day because you actually collect multiple urine samples. So you start collecting at 5 p.m. one night, you collect at bedtime that night, and then you collect two more samples the following morning so we can really see what your cortisol is doing throughout that time. You know, is your cortisol high when it should be low or is it low when it should be high? Maybe it's high all day. You know, it gives us a full picture of your cortisol, which is going to impact PCOS symptoms and fertility. If you struggle with feeling tired, especially, you know, during the day, if you struggle with getting good sleep, maybe you struggle with weight gain, then testing your cortisol is going to be really important so you know, you know, what you need to focus on and how to regulate it, and you know if cortisol is even playing a role in these symptoms or not. I could go on and on about this test. I really think every woman should do it at least once in their lifetime. I personally do it once a year. I just did mine in February. I'm actually waiting on the results still. Depending on what comes back, I might actually repeat it in six months. You know, every year my test comes back a little bit different because our hormones are sensitive to changes and sensitive to stress. And rather than guessing and just shooting in the dark, it's so helpful to really have clear answers and know exactly what to focus on and what needs to be a top priority. It can also help us identify hormone imbalances before they become really blown up and and cause a lot of symptoms. So it's kind of a proactive approach as well. Now, the Dutch test is not something that anyone can order. It's not like a modern fertility where you can go onto the website and order yourself. It does need to be ordered by a physician. And I've also worked with some patients whose doctor, previous doctor, ordered them a Dutch test, but then they didn't actually know how to interpret it or what to do with the results. So yes, the doctor ordered the test, but then they had these results and they it was kind of useless because they were just sitting there. So make sure you work with somebody who is really well-versed in the Dutch test specifically. If you have any questions about the test or you know whether if, if it is the right next step for you, you can visit my website, drdianelderoche.com, or you can click the link in my show notes to schedule a strategy call. And during this phone call, we'll discuss your health goals and determine whether or not the Dutch test can help get you one step closer to achieving them. All right. That is all I have for you today. Have a great weekend and I will see you on Tuesday.